Welcome to the very first episode of 2022. It's Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. There was a honk off in the distance, and that, that's a honk of appreciation. And I hope I get many honks of appreciation today from my guest today. It's, it's uh, the Mr. Mr. Big Pesci, Mr. Big Pesci himself. Island Vibes Man, Mikey Hop. Mikey Hop Hop? Is that your name? Sure. Yeah, whatever, whatever you want to say. Whatever you want to do. Well, I mean, is it your name or is it not your name? It's not my name. I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to start the podcast off on a sour note, but it's, it's Hopkins. Sure. Okay? It's, not, it's not the Hop Hop Man. No, no. Actually, I'm not, I'm not allowed to do my uh, signature Hop Hop Pop anymore because I got a cease and desist oh, from no. uh, Peter Cottontail. Oh, I hate yeah. that guy so much. I don't even know who he is, but I hate him. Well, he's a rabbit, and I, I didn't know he's real, but... And I got this cease and desist letter in my mailbox. You mean so. to tell me, my friend, that not mm-hmm. only is there a rabbit out there... Sure. There's a rabbit with a lawyer that's just firing off cease and desists. I, yeah, I know. It, it sounds a bit far-fetched. Believe me, I know, but uh, for me, it's a reality. and It's making my life hell right now. It's kind of a far-fetched reality. And reality itself has become far-fetched. Has it not? It has, hasn't it? Can we get into that a little bit? Yeah, so COVID, there's a new variant. It's the Futurama variant. And Omnicron. It's, it's spreading everywhere. It's the Futurama variant. It's infecting us all. With sci-fi animated comedy. It's tearing through Australia. So it's tearing through America, where today's guest hails from. It's a menace. It is a menace, Ross. And can I say that I am uh, on the mend from a touch of the COVID right now? Oh, no. Did you get the, yeah. did you get the Futurama or did you get the, the Delta Force? You know, there, were, there was very little... Uh, sci-fi comedy in my household over the past week. So I'm thinking I got the other one. Oh no, the Delta Force. Chuck Norris, the Chuck Norris of COVID came sure, over yeah. and he, punched your family. Yeah, he punched my kids. He punched my wife. What can I do? I mean, I guess I could have tried to, I guess I could have tried to intervene, but I, I just kind of stood there and watched it happen. And that's, oh, no. that's my burden. You know what? The Chuck Norris COVID, there is no intervening. Once he, once he stares you right in the peepers, you're getting punched, buddy. You're getting punched right in the throat. 
Yeah, he, he came in, he looked at me, he said, I'm going to hit you. I said, okay. I said, okay. He said, I'm going to hit your wife. I said, oh. He said, I'm going to hit your kids. It's like, whoa. And then he proceeded to do, uh, he's not a liar. I'll give him that. He's not a liar. He did all the things that he said that he was going to do. And right now, he's just tearing through, he's a menace. He's tearing through everyone. It's really yeah, put a hamper on this. It's really put a hamper on this podcast. This, this Futurama variant, you know, they keep trying to tell us it's milder, but it's more transmissible. It's tearing everyone's butts up, and it's hard to get guests on. I don't even have a studio right now, and that's another weird thing. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, you must be scraping the bottom of the barrel if you're gonna have me on as your first guest for 2022. I mean, last week's episode was a best-of episode. Well, one of those fake, hilarious, alternative comedy best-ofs where it's just audio that's never been heard before. But I'm saying it's a best-of, and that was hilarious. It's funny, well, genius, brilliant. But sure, now we got, the best kind. Yeah. Now we got my, my, Michael Hopkins back on from the from Big Pesci Island vibes. You were on near the tail end of last year, I believe. November? That's true, and uh, we, we had you on our show as well. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it's nice to have a pal across the pond. Uh, the I, feel, I, feel, I feel exactly the same way. It's just nice to have a friend and a pond. Yes, I, as much as I enjoy your friendship, it would be nice to have a friend that's literally in a pond. It would be great. It would be great. What, what are some and, and of the benefits to having a friend in a pond? Okay. Number one, they're never going to complain about being wet because they're always wet. Sure. They might complain about being wet at first, but then that eventually will stop. That will stop, which is nice because a lot of my friends, they're always complaining that they're wet. I'm like, get over yourself. But if they were always in a pond, then that wouldn't be a non-issue. Yeah, I mean, at first it'll be an issue, but then it'll be a non-issue. If this was a person who was not in the pond and they got wet occasionally, then it's going to be a problem. It's going to be more spread out. It's going to be more annoying. Uh, Number two reason why to have a friend in a pond. It would stop your friend hooking up with all your other friends. Think about the sitcom Friends. They were all friends, right? But they were all hooking up with each other. If Joey was in a pond... He wouldn't be fucking so much. Well, uh, okay. How do you, how, how, how are you reaching this conclusion? Well, I imagine it's just hard. It's just hard to bang someone in a, when, when you're just constantly residing in a pond. Okay. I could see that. Didn't we talk about friends last time I was on? Look, this show, if nothing else, it's a retread of, of itself all the time. How many episodes in a row did I talk about this show starting off being called the Joe Rogan Experience? It's called a running joke and a callback, Mikey. If you were in the comedy industry, you would know this. You're right. You're right. That's, see, that's why I like talking to you, so I can get some of these tips from a real pro. It's not, it's not lazy. It's actually layered comedic genius. Uh, that's that's constantly what I'm telling people about my podcast too. Actually, I, I keep it saying is, it's not lazy. Well, isn't that the thing, right? 
it look if you're doing it right, it looks like you're not doing anything at all. And God says that in Futurama. And we all have the Futurama variant right now. That's right. Uh, um, no. But uh, if, if this is Futurama, who, who would you be? Hmm. If I had the Futurama variant. Uh, the Jamaican one. Yes, I agree. I agree that you would be the Jamaican one. Hermes. Ah, see, when, on my Twitter profile, I have myself as he slash Hermes. He slash Hermes. Oh, so you, you you already knew that you, you, you already kind of felt a kinship to the character before. Yes, uh, in fact, I choose to use that as my identity. So I think if I got infected with the Futurama variant, I'll just be full-blown Hermes. Full-blown Hermes, baby. Full-blown Hermes. And this is the accent I would do. Hello. Um, Hermes I am. Because I'm not allowed to do the Jamaican accent anymore. Right. That's considered offensive, huh? Yeah. Unless you're like Phil Lamar. Yeah. Can I tell you something in confidence? Yeah. On the, on, on, on the uh, uh, podcast? Yeah. Okay. I I like to do the Jamaican voice a lot. And I, I do it a lot. Hmm. Could you do it right now and give us an example of it? Um has he fallen into my trap? I'll give you two words. Is that is reasonable? He falling, is he falling into my trap right now? I can hear you when you say that. He's falling into my trap right now. He says he's going to do a Jamaican accent. You can't necessarily do the Jamaican accent right now. I mean, unless you are Jamaican. Are I'm you here. Jamaican? Are you Jamaican? Yes. <laughs> do you believe me? Okay. Then I guess it's okay for you to do the Jamaican accent then. All right. Go All right ahead, I'll give you two ahead. words. Ready? Yep. Yaman. Yeah, <laughs> uh. There you go. That's, See, I don't that, think it's offensive as long as you do it really well. Exactly. It, it doesn't. It doesn't get much better than that. It really doesn't. I was like, "Is Hermes in the room right now?" Right, which is absurd because he's a cartoon character. So why would you ever think that? I know, right? But you did such a good job. I was thinking, Thank all you. constraints of reality could have broken down, and I could be speaking to a cartoon character right now. It's been known to happen when I do accidents. <laughs> Some people might say I'm a cartoon character. This is your second time on this show talking to me. What's your assessment? That you're a cartoon character? Am I a cartoon character? Do I come off as a real person to you? Uh, no, no. You've never come off as a real person to me. Right. Now, a lot of people are saying that that's been my problem that in gaining... In gaining... Uh, any kind of traction in the industry. I don't seem like a real person. Well, you know, you put on the uh, pink balaclava. Mm. You have the uh, slightly ill-fitting um, blazer. Hmm. It's it's uh, it's somewhat cartoony, and there's nothing wrong with it. You know, it's fine. You can. It's fun to be a cartoon character. Um, 
I mean, they have the most fun. Look at, uh, let me think of a cart. Let me think of a cartoon character that has a lot of fun. Um, He-Man, for example, famously known for having lots of fun. He does. He's a prince. He's Prince Adam. Is he? I don't. I wasn't really sure what his deal was. That was be- kind of before my time. His whole deal was his angels are prince, so he has come from privilege. So that is, he has come from more of a place of he can have more fun because he doesn't have to worry about all that serious stuff. Right, right. He man just want to have fun. Hmm. That's where the song comes from. Ah, uh, Sydney Lauper. She was. Very famously inspired by the He-Man trilogy. Correct, yes. As a person, she was inspired. Like, when her parents first hooked up, they had He-Man in mind. And this was before the cartoon was uh, created, too. Long ago. I mean, she did that song, True Colors, too. And that was about (laughs) the type of colors filmation animation would use. That's right. And uh, that actually inspired In Living Color. Ah. Now I get the <laughs> reference. I get the reference to the famous Fox sketch show with a predominantly African American cast and Jimmy Jim Carrey. But a lot of my Australian listeners might not get that. So I just suggest you go on Wikipedia and look it up, listeners. Well, you have no excuse what's, not what's, to get any reference. What's a classic Australian uh sketch show? Oh my god, there's so many. Uh <laughs> the wedge. Yes. The skit house. Oh, sure. Um, these are all... Now, my American friend doesn't get the joke, but these are notoriously terrible sketch shows. <laughs> uh, we, have, we've, we have trouble in this country without uh, trying to put comedy on TV. I see. I see. Um, you you know who I like uh, is the uh, Auntie Donna. I like those guys. Right, and we have such a problem that it should be like a, a freaking basketball in the hoop. Give them a show, but no one over sure. here. No one over here gave them a show. They had to go to Netflix. Our industry, that, man. That, that is a damn shame. Yeah. They, what 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 is the big uh, Australian network that is uh, dropping the ball on not getting Auntie Donna their own show? Pretty much all of them. Although there's one particular network, it's the only one that's making anything. Honestly, trying to make Australian content, the ABC. Now, uh, Auntie Donna, Auntie Donna, not your ABC, not the. Um, this is the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. No, that's mine. Oh, okay. Well, Auntie Donna, they made a pilot for the ABC. And it was released. But it never made the series for one reason or another. And uh, it never got picked up, huh? That's... It, that's it, it, hmm. I believe it was out there at some point. Or maybe they had to take it down because of some copyright thing. I don't know. The ABC is like, you, oh. can't, you can't just be splaying our failures... All over the internet. Oh, sure. sure. Even though we released I, I hear, it initially. I hear the ABC keeps an uh, uh, iron grip on that kind of shit. So, so every country has one channel, right? So Australia, ABC, 
Australian Broadcast Center. <laughs> it's a corporation. Um, it's a whole corporation, Michael. A corporation, yes, sure, sure. And then, of course, in the UK, they have BBC, which is, of course, Big Black Cock. <laughs> right. All the famous English comedy comes from there. Right. I thought that was an interesting choice uh, to name a, a network, you know, for because it's, you know, kids are going to see it and stuff. And so I, th- I thought it was an interesting choice for them to call it the Big Black Cock. And that's confusing, too, because when I when I hear that, I don't automatically think uh, TV network. Definitely not. I think of something that's often, I think of filmed content that wouldn't be allowed on TV. There's whole systems in place to keep that stuff off TV. So it's interesting. I mean, also when you consider BBC and that's what they decided to go with, it's also, I don't know, it's also maybe kind of racist a little bit because it's, you know, stereotype, it's fetishization. It's all this stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you. Yep. A lot of problems. A lot of problems with it. I agree. And, you know, it, 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 people would argue, oh, it was a different time when they came up with this. And sure, I, I could see that side of it. But at the same time, now that we're kind of moving into this new era, it's like change the name. You know, uh, people, you got to change with the times or else you're going to get left behind. That's what I've said pretty often to my family. Hmm. Was that what you said to your family when they're getting pummeled by the Chuck Norris COVID? That's exactly what I said. Yes. That is what I said to them. You know, if you don't do this, you're going to get left behind. You want that COVID, right? Right. Yeah. And there there were tears in their eyes. They were, yeah. And I was, I just kept saying that over and over, kind of like a mantra almost. It was almost like you had to, you're trying to convince yourself more than anything else. Oh, sure. I was trying too. It was, yeah, it was, it was kind of a heavy scene, but that's behind us now. It's time to look on to the next beating, you know, the next beating. I've worried I've had COVID all week, but I can't tell. And I can't get tested because it's absolutely insane. You can't get those rapid antigen tests. Those drive-through centers are just backed up to the hills. It's crazy. What are some of your symptoms? Okay. I have a bit, I've had a bit of a sore throat for the past few days. Mm. And that's honestly been the main symptom. Mm. Everything else has been kind of fine. Mm. But sometimes it goes down to my chest a little bit, the sore throat. Mm. So that feels like COVID to me. Mm. But I don't know. There's also like a million mm. things this could be. Mm. Now you are listed on the Zoom as Mr. Social, not Dr. Social. So maybe mm? I should be taking this to someone else. I don't know. Oh, are you expecting me? <laughs> what, um, what, what, what am I supposed to diagnose you right now? Okay. Well, listen here. Y'all... Here's my experience with COVID. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, uh, well, I, I I woke up, I was feeling okay. And then I was like, oh, I'm not okay all of a sudden. And I, uh, I, so I slept and I had the chills and then I threw up and then I slept and I had the chills and I threw up again. 
Uh, mm, and, and then, right, there's a lot of puking. And then that, once that phase ended, I still had the chills and my whole body ached. It was gnarly. And then at that point, I started throwing up out of my asshole. Ooh. Like shit, like diarrhea. Like yeah. brown rain, like brown rain. That's right, the Rangus. Yes. And so that that kind of ran its course and now i'm feeling uh feeling okay it was it was about three days of really not feeling okay and now i'm on the men hmm. so now that really does sound every, like it could have been delta force it, i right exactly and you know but everyone's experience is different exactly like, that's the thing right and like with uh the the like with santa claus he you know everybody reaches into his sack and they pull their out their own thing when i think of covid i think of santa claus think of, think of the well, most purest child character image image character for children that you can think of and juxtapose that of this horrible pandemic disease virus well, why not? I mean, he's kind of the ultimate super spreader. He he kind of is. He goes to people's houses. He drops off all sure. sorts of gifts. The reindeer. Think of all that bacteria that's everywhere. Gross. It's fucking gross. And even if, sure, he was masked. And I'm sure he's got his own superior version of the Vax up in the North Pole. You know, because they're, obviously, they're like 50 years ahead of whatever we are technologically speaking but he he goes to everybody's house everyone's hmm you just brought up a good point you just brought up a good point earlier that the north pole is kind of like wakanda very much so yes it's very advanced and they're kind of hiding all this right so right to society's detriment <laughs> Right, you go up there, you see like a polar bear chewing on an old seal, but then like you walk forward a foot and suddenly you're in this like vast technological wonderland where, you know, elves are like gliding around on hoverboards and communicating with each other telepathically and That's actually kind well, of kind dangerous. Of forever. It's kind of it's kind of dangerous. That Santa Claus would have all this and not spread the joy around. He's spreading something around, but he's not spreading the joy. Well, yeah, you're right. You know, they have all these amazing te technological advances up there, and then he just, like, shows up and gives you a wooden horse. Ugh. Santa Claus is such a miser. He really is. He's a miser. He's gonna, you know, there's been pressure on him for years to join the U.N., and he's just not having it. Because he has to reveal all of this. And that all the countries are going to start depleting his resources. Because they want some of that. That's right. Because they, they mine candy canium up there. Which is one of the strongest materials known to man. Then Michael P. Jordan just rides in on his own reindeer and says, I want to steal all this stuff back for my people. And he right, of, he's trying to see where he's coming from. He, you're right. It's like, wait, is he, so he's the good guy? Okay, okay, I get it. No, now. he's the he's he's the villain. 
Is well, I, I, but but you see where he's coming from. So really, absolutely. it really brings the whole sort of dichotomy of good and bad into question. Sure, That's he's what, kind of a anti-hero, and you're like, wait, so is is the Black Panther? wrong in this instance you know and it, it 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 makes you think and that's what i think and i think this is why right now we should start the campaign to make santa all claus right. replace chadwick boseman okay all right like in a uh in, in what capacity like as in he's going to start starring in the movies that chadwick boseman was supposed to or yes so chadwick boseman unfortunately passed away but they're still making a, a black a black a black panther sequel. Yes. But what we need to do is to keep going with these films, but instead of it's Black Panther fighting all the stuff, the crime, and you know, it's Santa Claus. Okay. You can all make right. Santa black, I don't care. This isn't Fox News. Absolutely. I, I, I think Santa should be black. Why why not? You know? Well, when you think about it, it's a great metaphor for the African-American experience. You know, they give and give and give, but yet they get pittance in return. Milk and cookies? I swear they need to give you gifts and you just give the man milk and cookies? Yeah, it's just like uh, performative bullshit that the, uh, you know, that the Democrats offer the African-American community. That's what the milk and cookies symbolize. Milk, milk and cookies. Yep. Awful. Interesting. Interesting. Well, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm all in because Santa does exist in the Marvel universe, and any dorky nerd will tell you that Santa is one of the most powerful beings in the Marvel universe in the comic books. Absolutely. And this is what Stanley would have wanted. Who's Stanley? Stanley. Oh, Stanley. Stanley, Stanley, Stanley. Oh, Stanley, Stanley. Okay, gotcha. Do you think it's weird that he's named? No, 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 no. Stanley. But don't you think it's weird that his name is Stanley Lee? Well, if it's if 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 it's Stanley, then why was he always sitting down? That's what I want to know. <laughs> 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 uh, oh man, you said you said you were trying to learn from me from a comedy pro, but man, I just learned something right now. I learned to laugh again. That's what I. That's what you helped me learn, Mike. Ross, that's what this has all been about. I'm your guardian angel. <clears throat> <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, is that the COVID trying to escape? Uh, No, I think the COVID was trying to escape out of my bunghole, and I think it did it. Uh, Ah, through the the brown. Okay. Through the brown. It was a a real, real brown mudslide. It's like a water park, but instead of water, it was brown. Okay. Yeah, instead of water, it was my shit coming out of my fucking ass. (laughs) Okay. All right. Okay, Bill Burr. Uh, Hi, everyone. I'm Bill Burr. This is how I actually talk. Uh, uh, When when you usually hear me talking, it's it's a character. Ah, so like Gilbert Gottfried. 
Sure, like Gilbert Gottfried. He puts uh, on the Bob voice. Goldthwait. Yes, yeah. they put on the voice. That's right. You know, it's, uh, it's to separate themselves. Yes. So John Mulaney, it's interesting. They kind of actually. Sir John just, Mulaney, I, di- I didn't know that he was knighted. Yes, Sir John Mulaney. It's interesting about him, how he is off stage. It's so different from on stage. Off stage, he, he's this battling alcoholism and gets Olivia Munn pregnant pretty much immediately after his divorce from someone else. True. On stage, he's talking about horses in hospitals. Right. Yep. Imagine this, a horse in a hospital. That, it's an interesting uh, premise. It is a premise. It is. I mean, I challenge you to argue that it's not. You don't have to. It's your show. Okay. Sure. Here's my argument right. why it is in the premise. Oh, okay. You're going to do it? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Horses are okay. in hospitals all the time. Has anyone not ever heard of a horse hospital? Has, any, has anyone ever not heard of a horse hospital? Right. Um, it's so well known. It's so well known of a horse hospital. Well, yeah. There, there are a lot of them. Like, it's, it, and that, that always kind of baffled me. Because we don't, here in the U.S., we don't have enough hospital beds for how many people are, uh, you know, going to the hospital with COVID. But then we have, next to every hospital, there's a horse hospital that's at least twice as large as the human hospital right next to it. And so my question is, if, if horses can't get COVID, why can't we send some of these humans to the horse hospitals because generally in each horse hospital there's only one or two horses tops in there at a time Hmm. it's interesting some people just don't want to be just don't want to get a horse's sloppy seconds right well yeah they don't clean the beds in the horse hospital no they just fart horse farts everywhere they fart, yeah, they fart sh- shit, and they, like, squirt their piss. They squirt on, on the their beds. Freaking, freaking horse beams everywhere. Right. Out of their asses and their, and their uh, horse cunts. Whoa. So there's piss and there's shit coming out and of the know, horses. You don't want those sloppy seconds. Okay. All right. Thank you for answering my question. Thanks for answering now, the question. Whoa, what was that voice? What was that character? Uh, it's, it's not quite ready. It kind of slipped out, but, um, that's, uh, someone I've been working on. He is a, uh, alien. His name is, uh, I, I agree. Yes. Which is why I, I, I've always wanted to kind of work on my own alien character and I've been Every morning when I wake up, I'll spend some time in front of the mirror and kind of workshop some characters, you know, while my wife is still asleep. And uh, this guy's name is uh, Grogu, Mm. which is unique, never been used before, as far as I know. It's a good name. And he's just kind of, thank you. Yeah, he's just kind of like this little alien guy. He's he's, uh, pretty agreeable and uh, mild-mannered and... And uh, that, that's pretty much all I have so far. Okay. 
So when we get Santa Claus to be the new Black Panther, should he have a little sidekick, like a little alien sidekick? Yeah, well, I think his sidekick should probably be Elvish. I'm thinking like a Legolas or a um, Lady Galadriel. Okay, so that would be Santa's sidekick. But maybe their sidekick is Grogu. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, they're going to need a sidekick, obviously. And that could be Grogu. That's, now, that's an interesting point. Okay. Now, is that going to... All right, are we going to put that amendment in the... Uh, in the... Uh, I can't think of the word. Eh, whatever. Uh, petition? Yeah, petition. <laughs> We're petitioning... That's like right. to, to put Santa Claus in this role. Well, That's we're putting right. the petition that we have to write the new Black Panther movie with Santa Claus. And that's when we put all that stuff in there. Right. In, in fine print. Hmm. You know, I, I started a petition to get Jar Jar Binks in the uh, new Star Wars trilogy that was being released. And hmm. uh, how did that work? I think you got like 28 signatures maybe um it didn't didn't pan out did not pan out hmm. now is that disappointing or is it pretty much what you expected well if if uh if we're doing a bit i'd say it's disappointing and i wasn't expecting it but if i'm being honest it's kind of what i expected okay well this show is not at all about bits i mean this is your second time on the show now I would never do a bit on your show, Ross. No, I've never done a bit on this show. No. I've never done a bit wearing this pink balaclava and this ill-fitting blazer. No, I'm why not, would you? Uh, I'm, not a, I'm, I'm not a cartoon. I'm a person. That's right. You know, that's vulnerable. There should be, there should be a support group for uh, people that are perceived as being cartoons. You know? Like, I'm not just a character right now. Like, I'm not doing a persona. Right. I'm not doing a bit. This is just really exactly. who I am. I walk around like this all the time. Right. You're not, a, you're not a punchline. Yeah. Sure, I, I look like this on stage. But I look like this on stage. Off stage. On off stage. Off Broadway. Oh, sure. Off Broadway. Yep. Always. And here right now, to confer with me, to... To help raise me up and support me right now, it's, it's my Jamaican friend. Now, is it racist for me to ask you if you're into the ganja? Yes. Okay. I'll just ask you if you're into heroin instead. Okay, go ahead. Are you into heroin? No, but I like smoking the ganja, man. Ah. And now, all our hands are clean. Right. What's the, what's, I'll let you go first, because it's your show. No, I know, you had something. I had a tangent. Okay, well, put your tangent where you can see it. Don't pocket it, and don't put it on the back burner, because sometimes things burn when they're on the back burner. Because Mm. uh, I just wanted to ask real quick, what is the legal status of marijuana in Australia? Well, we're very behind everything i know it's okay. uh, legal in a lot of states in america 
uh-huh. if, if not all. I think it's just a lot of states, not all states, right? A lot of states, not mine. Right, yes. Well, marijuana is not legal in any state in this country. Okay. It's absolutely uh, crazy because it's it grows from the ground. It grows from the ground. It's like it's like banning berries. You know. Well, berries berries are banned in most states in the United States, though. So okay. at least you guys have berries that you can eat. Um, hmm. It might be banned over here too. I'm not too sure. Oh. But it's like. It's like going to a banana tree and you pick the banana and being told you can't have it, but it grows naturally. That's right. And it, it's like picking a banana from the banana tree and you go to light it up as you do with bananas. <laughs> and you freaking and... smoke it up, man. I'm like, I'm right. freaking. <laughs> I'm freaking out. Ass. They they call me mellow yellow. And then, uh, then some old English Bobby smacks it out of your hand. He says, Oi! Uh, uh, stiff up a lip. Bloody some my mothers do have them, don't they? Right. Right. Oh, oh. Mildred, Mildred. Oh. <laughs> right. Make references uh. to, to terrible British sitcoms that people choose not to remember. <laughs> of which there are many. There are many. There are many. But isn't it crazy that Mother Earth, Mother Earth, the ground is like her bosom. And she growing mm. this gun she growing this ganja out of her like ground nip nip nips. And I can't pick off that and just roll it in a dube and smoke it up. That's crazy. It it's absurd. Yeah. She's she's providing us with this gift. She uh, she literally has she literally has this uh, beautiful, uh, gorgeous plant springing forth from her tit, and and some some old white guy has the nerve to tell us, "Oh, you can't, you can't do a fat bong load with that. You can't, you can't rip that out of a uh, your big uh, five foot bong." That's crazy. I should be it's, able it's, to. It's insane. It's maddening. It is maddening. Maddening. It's maddening. If if more of these freaking stiff, freaking stiff old rich white men took a bit more of the ganj from Mother Nature's nip nips, smoked it up a little more, they would be more relaxed. That's right. Yep. If 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 you and I could just get them in a room. We could roll up one of our famous splifferoonies, if you catch my meaning. <laughs> yeah, we, I could, do. we could we could pass the duchy to the left hand side, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I get it. And then we could maybe we could see eye to eye, if you you're catching what I'm throwing down. Ah, uh, yes, bloodshot eyes, because of all the weed we're gonna be smoking. Oh yeah. Yeah, yes. That too, yep. Let's unlock some schizophrenia. It helps with schizophrenia. It helps with... Unlock if, it. Let's, let's say you can't eat. You smoke a big big old nugget of some... We have some crazy names for weed here. Like, uh, you smoke a big old nugget of some fresh dung. 
that's a weed strain of course ah. and and then you'll eat you'll eat an entire bag of shit which is what we call potato chips that's eh, what we call potato chips too oh okay that and smiths smiths granny smiths granny smith apple potato chips it's both an apple and a potato and have you ever had apple chips it doesn't sound half bad actually they're pretty good they're pretty good i don't like actively seek them out but if if like uh if there's some guy on one of those old-timey bicycles with the really big wheel if if he happens to if, if one of those kind of guys is driving by and they have one and he offers me one i'll eat it and that happens often Hmm, i'm sure it does let me tell you something mike it's gonna happen a lot more once we get this petition going and we're gonna yeah um i i can get going on that tonight uh in you know every time we bring it up i uh i kind of become less interested in making it happen but i think if if i start kind of getting the petition going as soon as we're done with the podcast i'll have just enough steam to kind of uh get it going right well i'm gonna keep bringing it up until there's absolutely no interest from either party because that's when we know the iron's hot if we're not interested that leaves room for interest from everyone else that's that's why I like you. You have an interesting perspective. Not doesn't always necessarily make sense, but it is interesting. I should be president. Okay. I know I'm not 35, and I'm not. I was not born in the country, and I'm nowhere near the country. So those are two big disqualifiers right there. Hey, listen, <laughs> president. Listen, I'd vote for you. <laughs> Hello, this is Ross Purdy. If you are hearing this voice right now, it means the audio of my chat with Michael Hopkins from the Big Pesci Island Vibes podcast has unfortunately been lost. It's ended before its time. Thanks to the Futurama variant. There's no other cause that you can pin this down on than the COVID disease that's sweeping the world right now it's clearly got to my podcast and ended it before it's time but unlike Futurama it probably won't come back for a little bit longer before being lost before it's time once again I would like to take this time to say, if you're wondering why the title of this episode is the, is the title of this episode, well, you're never going to know now because that secret was all laid out in the audio that was unfortunately snuffed out before its time. So I have no choice now but to just give my props to Michael Hopkins for coming on, but there's no way any of us could have seen this coming. I will just say, go out and get vaccinated. Go out and get the boosters. Even if you're just a podcast. Even if you're just a piece of audio. This thing affects everyone. You can listen to more of Michael Hopkins' podcast, uh, Big Pressy Island Vibes, available 
for Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, all the big places. He's a very funny man with a very funny show. And heck, even I'm on an episode. So that is a ringing endorsement that's not coming from any sort of bias whatsoever. Before I leave, I'll just have to say... Damn you, Futurama Variant. How many more podcasts must you take before we realise the folly of our ways? Damn you, Futurama Variant. Bite my shiny metal podcast.